welcome back. Another episode of Post Faith and She Stakes. Today we got myself, Dakota. We got Nick and James, both returning guests. Uh, Timothy could not attend. He's busy getting ready for his big move to uh, London or England, whatever. I don't know what part. I think London. Um, so that's that's exciting news. I know London's in I England. I didn't know that. I'm just trying to remember if it was the we're such americans or... we're like you're moving somewhere, <laughs> it's somewhere. Not yeah i don't know but uh across yeah, the so, river. yeah across the as nick said uh, across the pond the big pond across the pond pond that's yeah. what it's, it's, river, it's, right? when you say it's across the pond yeah, yeah. not the river that's a wide river <laughs> it's, it's it's up the river up you go the to jail. it's across uh, the pond that's right to europe gotcha right all right uh but this is this is our uh, nba 2021 season preview so we'll go through, uh, you know, our playoff teams, the East and the West, some awards for MVP, coach, stuff like that. Um, and then any like, you know, things that stand out to us, um, some teams that we think will surprise people, some teams we think will underperform and some breakout players, stuff like that. So without further ado, uh, we'll start with the guests. So uh, let's go with uh, Nick first. Eastern Conference, who's your uh, top eight teams? the east so i'm gonna i'm gonna start by saying something i have not said in a long time oh god i think the east is gonna be more competitive than the west it, it is ah that was mine uh, <laughs> i was gonna say that agree and, with you 100 percent. and and, and, and not just competitive and, and and not just competitive in it being close but i think that more of the top teams in the league are going to be from the east I also think there's going to be more teams who are actually fighting for that seven, eight seed in the East than in the West. I think there's a couple of teams in the West. I don't even think are have any shot this year yeah. uh, versus the East. There's, it's definitely a shorter list, but I guess we'll start, we'll start off at the top. Um, it's while I was going through this, there's not a single team. There's not a question mark on East or West. Mm. I think every team has something that could completely derail their yeah. position as we've seen but in the past NBA. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think really the benefits of the team in the East is even with the question mark, that is a phenomenal superstar level player. They have mm. two former MVPs. And so when you, when you have that on your squad in a, in a sport that only has five people on the court at all times, and 40% of that is occupied by two players who have MVPs and are constantly regarded as two of the best scorers to ever touch a basketball. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really hard to look at the question marks I see and not have the nets at the top as, as the one in the East. Um, I think that we're going to see a new level of desire from Kevin Durant and James Harden, which on any night is good enough to beat any team. Um, and what I saw in the playoffs from them, I was really impressed with James Harden. I think it's a lot of heat for not having heart because all those years he didn't play defense and all those years. And which, trust me, I was somebody who was on that. And to see him hobbled on one leg and the effort he put up in the playoffs last year and to see KD come back with just that killer, that killer instinct, especially coming off that Achilles. Um, they got a couple of really good pieces. I like the Patty Mills signing. Um, I like what they did. I liked how they got rid of DeAndre Jordan. He didn't really fit their, their play style, even though he's buddies with all of them. Um, yeah, think, yeah, that was... It just They shaped the roster in a much better way and still the two lead dogs are absolute dogs so for me true um i think the east is going to go through brooklyn this year okay fair enough yeah um regular and postseason regular season and postseason two different things um Definitely. i think i'm with you 100 i am gonna throw a pretty penny down on Fanduel that the brooklyn nets will be holding the trophy at the end of the year they just have too much talent um Kevin Durant is, in my opinion, the best player in the NBA. And he just – he you can't stop him. Seven-foot guard pretty much who is phenomenal shooting from anywhere. Throw in James Harden. Throw in um, the vaccination mortar, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Um, him or not, they got so many weapons. I really like the Patty Mills signing. I really like Blake Griffin being there. I like the Paul Millsap signing. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to give it a go again. So if he's yeah. even a little healthy, surrounded by all that, they just have – still on the team. 
a lot of wily, hungry veterans yeah. on top of Durant and Harden. Like, they just have the best team. But in regards to the regular season, I think they coast. I think they take it easy. I think they rest, guys. And I think Milwaukee is just full steam ahead. I think Milwaukee takes the one seed. Okay. And Brooklyn takes the two seed. I, I have I have that same sort of feeling about a team in the West that I think is the best team, but I don't think they'll finish in the regular season the highest. But uh, so I hear I hear what you're saying, kind of like complete like playoff basketball is different than regular season basketball, and that that comes into play a lot more with my West rankings than my East rankings. I feel, and that's what these old sure. veteran teams do is they just kind of coast, take their foot off the gas, especially when it comes to February, March. And like, all right, we're in, you know, let's just rest, take it easy, and then ramp it up come playoff time. So that's my what do you think? To an East. I uh I'm with James. I think the Bucks are gonna have the best record uh at the end of the regular season. Um I just I think I think uh, you know Giannis is still gonna be Giannis. Um, I'm sure he'll be in the MVP considerations again. Um and I, I don't know. I feel like Drew Holiday with another year under his belt, he might get more comfortable with that team, might play better. I mean, he's he'll give you top 10, you know, defense every game. So I think they'll they'll learn to play a little stronger together and then they'll continue to you know ride that out. And then I have the Nets right at number two, though, close behind. The only reason I didn't have them at one is because of the whole anti-vaxxer they have on their team. But uh <laughs> He's not actually he's not actually an anti-vaxxer. See, that's where I'm gonna stop the fake news. Okay. He he he's taking a he's taking a stance that I disagree with. He's taking the like we we weren't told we had to do this, and now you're making us do it. And he's the he's the at the union president now. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that he's standing for the people on the league who are being forced to do something they weren't told they had to do. Now he's trying to take a like martyr stance of Hey, I was told I just want to hoop. I was I was told we weren't gonna have to do this, and now you're changing everything. Yeah. And he's he's taking that stance, not the like I think this is hocus pocus. Yeah. He's you're saying right. I I didn't mean that he doesn't believe in it. I just meant that he's against getting it. Just that's all. But. For that reason, which is I agree with you, a very very dumb reason. Like I'm yeah. my goodness, we're not asking you to yeah. chop off your foot. Like no, it's it, it's it's. Shot. it's 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 upsetting to me that he's being like I think he's done a lot of really good things and it gets kind of clouded by some of the outlandish stuff that he does. Yeah. Um, and he's been like a part-time basketball player the last couple of years, which yeah. upsets a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but he just he goes about things in a way that I feel like he thinks he's more intelligent than more people than he is. Yeah. Like, he's been like four months aloof. at Duke. Like. <laughs> like let's 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 not act like you're like Nostradamus. Yeah. Um, he's kind of he's kind of like I equate him to like he's the guy who is like always hooping in your local like rec playground who's just always smoking blunts before they play <laughs> and like thinks that like thinks between like runs he can like spit you this crazy knowledge and you're like dude you can hoop but like don't talk to me about anything else. <laughs> he's he's different. I'll I'll put it that incredible. It's I incredible incredible basketball player and, and unfortunately you know what's really sad is the best the best win-win mock trade i've seen for ben simmons was the straight up Kyrie for ben because it gives both teams what they need it gives brooklyn a switchable defender who can guard one through five and it gives the sixers a pick and roll scorer who can run the pick and roll who can who can create his own shot who can give joel a rest but the personalities in both those settings no. would never work. But the on-court, the on-court team need could not be fit better than what they would get in that like player swap. I couldn't agree with you. And I'm picturing the managers or whoever saying, "Yes, we just trade it for Ben Simmons," or <laughs> yeah, "We just trade it for Kyrie Irving." Like yeah. on-court, your yeah. like, personalities one, crazy. One bad situation to another. I don't know who's. Yeah. Doing it. Okay. But if you just if you just took the personalities out of it, if you gave Brooklyn a guy who's a who I would argue should have been Defensive Player of the Year last year mm-hmm. to a team where you have two guys who want to shoot 30 times a game anyways, they don't care that he doesn't want to shoot. Like, they just want somebody who's going to lock it down on defense. Hey, who's the best guy on the other team? You're going to guard him. 
And then every now and again, when Harden or KD needed like a rest, you're going to take the ball up and they're going to play off the ball. They wouldn't ask him to do anything on offense except for the occasional, you know, ball handling, play good defense, which is exactly what he wants to do. Mm. And Kyrie would just be like, listen, dude, we need you to be a 28 per night score. You need to run the pick and roll with Joel. You need to close in the fourth quarter and feed the big man. Like if like that would be the ideal for both teams. Unfortunately, they're both morons. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. Did you guys have it the three seed in the East? Wait, I didn't tell you my two seed. So oh, my two seed. Okay, sorry. My two seed was not the Bucks. My two seed is actually the Miami Heat. Oh wow! Oh, the guy yeah. wearing the Miami Heat shirts sure that. <laughs> yeah. So so I think looking at the combination of veterans and young guys that they've assembled looking at the personalities pairing a, a Kyle Lowry with a, with a Butler, uh, with a Bam, you know, like that sort of like, almost like Memphis's like grit and grind, like not the team who like on paper is like, this team is like super loaded, but they, they all sort of have that kind of dogman. Even Tyler Hero the other day, I tried to say he was in the same like category as John Trey. And I'm like, listen, you're not, but I love that you love feel it. that you are, <laughs> you know, crazy. like I, I don't want you to feel like you're a class B citizen. Like he thinks that he's there. So like, I would hope that means he's putting in the work to like, to prove that. Yeah. Um, Duncan Robinson can absolutely shoot, shoot the lights out. Um, I think that it was a sort of exhaustion after the bubble run last year. I don't, I think it was less so much a fluke, the bubble. I think it was more so just, pure exhaustion like i mean like that that clip of jimmy butler and the bubble with his arms on the you know on the, yeah. the, the scoreboard like i think that was like kind of them all season just like man we're just exhausted i think getting that new excitement with lowry with some, with some of the other moves um plus just you know pat riley being pat riley like i, I think that they're gonna want to get back to that um it wasn't too long ago that it, the most exciting place in the nba you know was miami so I think I think they're gonna kind of channel that again. So I got them at two, and I have the because I have the Bucks at three. Okay. Um, I think they're I think they're a solid team. Um, I felt like they got lucky by a little bit of circumstance last year. However, Absolutely. that's sports, but that, but that's sports. You know, that's that's the Eagles. We know when they want that run. That's so many teams. Like mm-hmm. luck is a factor. I think they've always been good enough to stick around, and that was their opportunity to strike. Um, I think they're solid. I still don't love their bench. Um, I think, I also think one of the hardest thing in sports is to repeat. I think you lose, I think they've been so close for so long and they finally tasted it Yeah. that there's not going to be that same, like, Hey, we need to get this done. They, they locked Giannis up. Giannis is staying. They've won a chip. Like to me, there's just not enough to play to that crazy level. Um, and then four, because I'll do, I guess we'll do three, four. So four for me is the Sixers. Um, I think regardless of what happens with Ben, whether he stays, whether he gets moved, whether he's here till the trade deadline, mm-hmm. like what, whatever it is, um, he's the biggest question mark for me of the top four teams. We all talk about the have question marks. That he, he is the kind of the biggest X factor is what happens. Do they just ship him out for picks? Do they actually get a player back? Um, I don't really see this Damian Lillard thing coming oh. together, um, but tease me. <laughs> nah, so I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see him or Beal. Um, I think, I think him and him, I think Lillard and Beal get moved over the next year, but not here. I think they go other places. Um, but I think there's enough overall talent on the Sixers that during the regular season, they are like a 90% win team at home over the past three years. Yeah. Like they're going to win regular season games. Joel will play at an MVP level again. Um, they've got shooters. They've got other pieces. I think the biggest X factor of how their playoff run goes depends on what happens with uh, the new person who occupies the jersey number two five. Because the current occupant um, is just not going to cut it. We have some shakeups in the standings here. All right. Uh-oh. So my three four. My three, four is similar to my one and two. I think the okay. young, energetic team goes hard in the regular season, and I think the Atlanta Hawks get the three seed. Okay, I really? Talented. 
I think oh. they're arrogant, which is a good thing to have in basketball court. I think they're deep. I think they're hungry. I, I like the Hawks in the regular season. <laughs> Similarly to Brooklyn, I have Miami at four. I think Miami will do enough to get home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs and then coast. Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry's 35. Jimmy's in his 30s. Um, P.J. Tucker's in his 30s. Yeah. Marquise Morris is in his 30s. Yeah. So I think they coast. I think they do enough to get the four seed. And then I think they turn it up come playoff time. But those are my three four seeds. Uh, actually, let me talk about let me talk about my heat quick. Okay. Go Tyler Hero is taking the leap this year. Not a leap. Because he getting, wasn't as bad as to his leap. <laughs> he wasn't as bad as everyone thought last year. Just because Jack Har- Harlow wrote a song about him. Everyone's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know. His numbers weren't too far off from his rookie year. Okay. I, I think he started, he started out slow though, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had some bad games, don't get me wrong. And he wasn't as good, but it wasn't like this huge gap. It was a little mm. gap. Yeah. Um, I think he averages close to 20 because he's going to be the focal point of their second unit. Okay. He's just going to have green light go. I think he carries that second unit and we'll talk about him later for an award, but oh. I just like their talent. <laughs> I like their depth. I like how they get together and I think they're going to coast until the playoffs. Let the Hawks have their little fun being the three seed. I, I kind of, I like, I, I'm going to be honest. I consider the Hawks at three a lot. Like, I I really like what they have as a group. Like I like the construction. I like. I mean, they're they're six. There's top six guys are under 25. Yep. Like yeah. they they're gonna be hungry, and they're a team that they all average like those six all average double digits. So if somebody's out or somebody gets injured, they're one of the few teams that can withstand two guys being out for extended periods of time the way a lot of teams can't. Yeah. Um, and we and we saw that in the playoffs. I mean, we saw that in the playoffs last year. They were constantly hurt. It didn't matter. They just came at you in waves. They're so hungry. Absolutely. Nate McMillan had that team just on top of the world last year. And I went to a couple of those, uh, unfortunately, game seven, uh, also game two, uh, and I think game four. Uh, I went to a lot of that. I went to like the majority of that series. Um, and it was impressive, like for a team, to, especially to come into Philadelphia, it's so hard to play at. Mm. And that atmosphere was electric. Yeah. Like, Wells Fargo was rocking and they were just steady. Like they were not shaken by the moment after what they did going into New York, uh, you know, and then coming, you know, and what they did in MSG and what they did in Philly. I was like, this team can play anywhere. This team's not afraid of the moment. Um, and like, I think Trey Young gets a lot of the highlights and I think he, we'll talk about him a little more later, but they, he, they're just not afraid he missed seven shots and still was firing the eighth. Like it, yep. it did not matter. It does not matter. That's a team. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be, if I was like a dynasty, like if we're going to talk about like the next five years, I think they're a team that are going to grow into not a dynasty dynasty. Like would mean like, you know, like dynasty mode in a video game. If we were like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to like take a team. You're going to do this. I think over the next five years, they're just going to, they're going to be exciting. They're going to be exciting. They'll be perennial contenders, not necessarily champion winners. Is what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying they're winning like multiple yeah. championships. I just think they're going to be very exciting for this yeah. next stretch of time. And Trey Young embracing the villain role is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. When he signed yeah. the Garden, that was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, big fan of the Hawks. But I just, I don't know. I think they'll run into, well, if they're the three seed, they'll run into Brooklyn and they're not going to be Brooklyn. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Um, so my three, four, I guess I'm a little bit of a homer, but I have the Sixers at three. Um, I really do think as crazy as to say, I think it beads going to have an even better year. Um, he seems he, he matured a lot last season and everything I've heard in the off season this past year is that he got a little leaner. He's stronger. He's, he's like the, the leader of this team now. Um, and he wants to win. So I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. I think Whatever happens with Ben Simmons, they'll still do enough. I'm hoping Tobias can step up and, and you know, if Ben's not going to be there and then we'll see a lot of Thibel, a lot of Maxi, see how they develop. But I have Sixers at the three seed. And then at number four, I do have the Miami Heat echoing a lot of what you guys were saying. I think they're going to bounce back from last year. I would say Spolstra is definitely in consideration for a coach of the year, depending on how they play out. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still still a big Jimmy Butler fan, so 
kind of rooting for him on the side, but also don't want them to beat the Sixers. So, and one quick thing on Miami, Bam's been working on his jump shot, so okay. he can consistently knock down a mid ranger. Watch out. <laughs> Fair enough. So, I think the next three teams, I'm always at two, but I think for me, the next three teams of my five, six, seven are significantly closer to four, three than the last several years. Okay. I personally feel like the last couple of years, there's like the top three or four and then a big gap in the next tier. The teams I have at five, six, and seven, five and six are closer. Seven is not as bad as seven usually is. Right. So um, five and six, five, the team I was just gassing up, I have the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I think they are going to be um, a team to be reckoned with. And six, I got the, the Boston Celtics. Um, they keep being one piece away, but not making anything significant. And the significant moves they've tried to make just haven't landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think with the amount of assets they've accumulated uh, with young players, with draft picks, uh, all these things, I feel like they are going to have another kind of treadmill of mediocrity year. And my, I hope as a former New Englander, and all my friends who are watching this in sorrow is that they finally use this year as the last year of where they've been and they make a big splash move, um, package some picks together, package something. Um, so I have them at six. They'll be a playoff team, but they're not going to be a good playoff team. They're going to kind of be one of those coming at the end. Hmm. So uh, you guys are going to hate me. My five, six still does not include the Philadelphia 76ers. I've got the Celtics wow. at five. That's wow. We can talk about them in a second. I've got the Celtics at five. I think Tatum and Brown both take a leap forward. I really like Jason Tatum. I think he's a lethal scorer. I think yeah. he's a lesser version of Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, who did they – who did they – oh, it was Schroeder. I think Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder not Schroeder. Yeah, yeah Schroeder. Schroeder. I think Schroeder is going to be a good facilitator for them. I think Cheap he's going to have a bounce back career. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I just really like Tatum and Brown carrying them. And Al Horford is back. <laughs> I think he – I think it's a bounce back year for the Celtics. Key for them is just to stay healthy. They just yeah. weren't healthy last year and showed how weak I, their – the structure of their team was when they lost some of their bigger players. So they just were weird last year. Like they were soft. They didn't care. They didn't play hard. It was bizarre, but I think they bounced back. My six seed. I think Rick Carlisle changes them completely. I think the Indiana Pacers have a good season and are the six seed. I think he makes Zabonis and Turner kind of work together. I think they stay healthy. I think Brogdon and Lavert can carry the perimeter offense. And if TJ Warren can get healthy, that's obviously another offensive weapon that they have. Mm. Um, their bench is all right. I like their rookie Duarte, even though he's 25 years old or 24 years old, yeah. whatever he is. He can shoot, which is what you need, especially coming off the bench. Um, but the big thing about the Pacers is having Carlisle and making a bonus and Turner work together. And I think he does that this year. So those are my five and six seeds. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play the role of a little bit of a spoiler to the rest of mine. I do not have the Pacers making a playoff. Oh, ooh. neither do I. I think <laughs> oh, I think I think yeah. I think they're going into sell mode. I, th- I think I think they're selling before the trade deadline. Hmm. Well, I think Ben Simmons could be there if that happens. Yeah, possible. But I but I think I think either Karis Levert or Malcolm Brogdon get moved. Not both, but I think one does. For young players and picks. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we are very different in our opinions on the Pacers. Yeah. Go ahead, I, Dakota. Yeah, I didn't have the Pacers. I consider them. They would have been like nine or ten, but they didn't make my my cut. Uh, my five six. I have Boston at five. A lot of things that you were saying, like I think they'll they'll bounce back. I think Tatum will definitely have an MVP caliber year. Um, a new coach too, right? Because Brad Stevens is gone. Ime Adoku. Yeah, Neil, yeah. Neil Long's husband. Huh? Okay. <laughs> uh, then six, I have the Atlanta Hawks who, I don't, I mean, I think they definitely have good pieces. I, I don't like um, Trey Young personally, but he's a very good player. I think you just think he's way too cocky. Um, awesome. I love it. I, I don't because I mean he throws so many like for every amazing like 
half-court shot he makes, he throws up like five straight bricks in a row. He's just not super consistent. I mean, he'll score points, but he shoots a high volume. Um, I like John Collins a lot, though. I'd like to see him take a big step forward. Um, and then uh, I guess we just – did you do your six, Nick? Yeah. Go right into seven, eight. Um, seven, this is my surprise team of the year. I have Chicago Bulls making the playoffs. Um, I don't like, I never liked Lonzo Ball a lot, but I think he fits well with the Bulls. And I think they have a nice little cast going on there. Um, so I think they'll be able to sneak into the East and, and make a little bit of noise. Kind of kind of like what the Knicks did last year and kind of surprised people. Um, and that's who my number eight team is. I have the Knicks coming back again for another round of the playoffs at number eight. So you, you peaked at my list because my seven eights, the Bulls and the Knicks too. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> so, so the, the Bulls, I think are, I, I love their, their new starting five. Yeah. Um, I'm a complete, I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a big fan of their new starting lineup and with Caruso coming off the bench. Um, as Dakota knows, Alex Caruso was my favorite non LeBron <laughs> AD Laker. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think, and I have Alonzo Ball jersey upstairs. Um, I loved him coming into the league. I, I thought he got a lot of unfair heat because of his dad. Yeah. Um, and to watch how he's improved since he was, you know, I think we always forget these guys come into the league. They're 19 years old. Like he was 19 going to LA with like the pressure he had with the spotlight, with all that going on. Like it took him a little bit of time to like get used to it, to get used to the moment. Um, and then once he did, I mean, he was killing it in, yeah. in in New Orleans. And something I think is funny, just because we're talking about Ben Simmons so much, and like all this like, hate, all this hate that's getting thrown around of Rich Paul. And so, so Rich Paul became Lonzo's agent in the middle of last season. Mm -hmm. or beginning of last season, he fired his agent and he hired Rich Paul. And Rich Paul went to New Orleans. He said, "If you want Lonzo, we want four years, eighty million, and and we'll sign right now. We'll come back." And he and they laughed at him and said, "You're not getting 80 million from anybody." And they got four years, 85 from Chicago. <laughs> uh, so it was it was kind of like the it was nice to see somebody who saw that love. And I think there was a as a Laker guy, I think there was a lot of false narrative behind LeBron and Lonzo not getting along. Mm -hmm. uh, little known fact: when when Lonzo had the whole scheme, finding out his like dad's business partner, family manager was stealing from them. Uh, the first phone call he actually made was to LeBron James uh, to, to talk to him, to get his, to get his, his input on it, you know, say like, what to do, what do I do? How do I like handle this? Um, they're very close. They're still very close. Um, and to see him now kind of turning into this like legitimate three-point shooter and yeah. turning into a guy who can run an offense, can shoot the ball. I'm really excited to see what they do with Bustovich and Zach Levine and Caruso and, um they they really look, look exciting um you know the young guys patrick williams all of them um and the knicks i think stay good enough they didn't really do anything to improve but they didn't get worse mm -hmm. um i think that i think they've just continuity i think keeps them strong enough i think i think msg is now back into basketball i think they're excited <laughs> again um and i think they win enough games at home and enough close road games to kind of sneak into that last seed uh, yeah, Lonzo Ball is what, or Lonzo Ball's work ethic is what Philly fans wish Ben Simmons' work ethic was. Remember how ugly Lonzo Ball's jump shot was, and he, he's a decent three-point shooter now. Yeah, it's funny. I actually just saw, uh, uh, I put up Instagram real quick, and I saw a trade with Ben Simmons to the Pacers. They're like, nope. they're like, would you do this? Sixers get Lavert, Brogdon, and a first rounder, and the Pacers get Ben. Huh. I couldn't say yes fast enough if I was a sixties. <laughs> but uh, all right, James. So who is your uh, your seven and eight in the East? So seven. Speaking of Ben Simmons, is where I finally have the Philadelphia 76ers. That's so disrespectful. Um, it is <laughs> not a knock against Joel Embiid. I think he is very good. Mm -hmm. It is a knock against whatever the hell's going on with Ben Simmons. It is a knock against Tobias Harris, which I think is one of the worst contracts in the NBA. He has yet to impress. How many years has he been in Philly? Three years? Four years? Too many. This will be, <laughs> this will be year three. He hasn't impressed me at any point in these years. Um, I do like Tyrese Maxey. I guess it's not really a knock on the Sixers. It's more so a compliment to the other teams. 
I think the other teams did a lot more to get better. Okay. And I think the Sixers, unfortunately, because of Ben Simmons, didn't have a chance to get better or to focus on getting better, which is why I have them at the seventh seed. But I do think Tyrese Maxey, uh, I'll bring him up later. I think he has one heck of a season. And then my eighth seed, I have the New York Knicks. Um, oh, nice. The 75th anniversary. Yeah. I think the Knicks will do anything possible to get into the playoffs. And I really like Julius Randle. Talk about improving your game, something Ben Simmons can't do. Julius <laughs> Randle has really improved his game and will continue to get better. The Knicks did not have Mitchell Robinson last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like their best player when they were bad before Julius Randle. So him coming back will help with Randle because he's like a he's like a Rudy Gobert-esque player where he's an anchor down low right. on the defensive end. I like the Evan Fournier signing the Knicks got. I like solid. Kemba signing. If Kemba can stay healthy and be 80% of what he used to be, mm. like I, I like the Knicks. I, the Bulls, which is when I heard you go, oh. <laughs> uh, they're talented. I love what they did. I just think that's a team that needs a year to mesh. And next year will be a different conversation. That's fair. So that is why I don't have – I have the Bulls in the play-in game but I have the Knicks or the Sixers beating them. I, I, I think that the Bulls – I hear what you're saying about the year to mesh. I think that the Bulls did enough, though, to keep Zach Levine, and I did not think they were going to do that. I thought this was going to be the last year and he was going to leave. Yep. But I, I think they did enough to make him feel like they're competitive around him mm. that he will resign during – whenever the earliest is he can like get whatever new contract it is. I think he signs it versus before the off season. I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded before this season started. I agree. I, they made him happy, which is good, which is important because he has taken a step forward as well. Especially he played really well in the Olympics. Like he, I thought he was their second best player in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's really, he, did Dakota, did me and you go to the game where we, where they played? I know we went to the Mavs game together. I thought we went to the Bulls game together too where he was just like shooting the lights out. Was it the Bulls? I don't remember. I know we went to the Mavs game together. I thought you came to the Bulls with me too. I know I was at a Bulls game where Zach Levine just, he put up like 33 and it looked effortless. I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Effortlessly athletic. Yeah, but. All right. Uh, So moving on to the West, um, had to rep my uh, Seattle Sonics, Ray Allen, because Poor Seattle still doesn't have a men's basketball team, but um, Nick, who do you have? We'll start with you again. Who do you have number one? I wonder if it's uh, a fan favorite pick there. Uh, it's not. And oh. so the West, the West, I will tell you, this to me is going to come to a lot of, I don't think the standings are going to settle in the order of how good I think these teams are. So I want to start off by saying that. So like I think last year. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think it's sort of like the 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 standings are gonna have a lot to do with circumstance. So I'm gonna say Utah is the number one. They consistently the last couple of years they they have great regular seasons. I don't trust them in the playoffs. Yeah, but they have, they have great regular seasons. They win a ton of games during the regular season. Um, I think they're gonna continue that. Phoenix I think comes in at number two. What I saw them do in the playoffs last year mm-hmm. and the way they just complemented each other so well. I think with that taste of going up 2-0 and the picture of Chris Paul with the trophy and then losing four straight after that, uh, I think I think the hunger is going to be there. I think they've got a, a, a lot of young talent that's going to take a big step forward. Um, I don't think you're going to get that same level of Chris Paul that you got last year, but I don't think you need it. I think that they'll have enough young guys who take a step that they won't need him to be the like all-star level point guard he was last year that I don't think anybody saw coming to that to that extent. I said last year I thought he was going to be a good addition. I did yeah. not think he had that, that left in the tank. Um, so I think Phoenix finds a way into the two slot in Utah, stays cozy at the number one regular season, but that's just what they do in the regular season. I'm with you 100% on Utah being the one seed. I think they have a lot of talent. I think Donovan Mitchell is a stud. I think Rudy Gobert is 
great on the defensive end. I think Joe Ingles is an awesome basketball player. I think they will not go far in the playoffs again, just like what you were saying. I think they dominate the regular season. And once again, all the talk shows and podcasts are like, oh my gosh, Utah, is this finally the year? Nope, it's not. But I think they finished at the top of the West. My two seed is the Lakers. LeBron sees ahead all the time. I think he wants to do enough to get home court advantage to at least the Western Conference Finals. And I think he thinks that Utah isn't very good and will get the one seed, which is why he wants to get the two seed. So when when Golden State knocks out the Jazz, little future uh, foreshadowing, they will have the one seed against Golden State. So I think the Lakers come in at two. Okay. Um, mine is I have the Lakers at one. Um, I just think they're going to – there's so many veterans on that team that I feel like they're going to just – hopefully gel like really well together. And I think Russell have a nice year finally gets, you know, maybe he can settle down a bit said, you know, not like it was his choice, but hopping around teams and stuff. So, um, but number two, I have a bit of a surprise and kind of like what you guys were saying, it's more so just, this is how I think the season is just going to play out. Not really an indicator of the playoffs, but I have the nuggets at number two. Ooh. Yeah. Even I without think- Murray. Well, he, I, I heard he was coming back in like December, early January. So I think, I think they'll be able to, to win enough games until he gets back. And then once he gets back, it'll help light a spark. Um, obviously Jokic is Jokic. Um, but I, I like, they have good pieces around them. I think they'll be, I think they'll win a lot of games. I'll leave it at that, but. Okay. Um, so my, my, my Lakers, I see coming in third. Uh, I see them as they're going to start slow. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be that that adjustment period. But I think they have enough veterans that they'll find ways to win your Tuesday games in Indiana. They're going to win your third, you know, and they'll all play for those primetime games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to win enough there. I just don't – I think they're going to, you know, LeBron will miss some games here and there for some maintenance. AD mm-hmm. will miss some games. Inevitably, he'll – fracture something and miss two weeks um you know mr glass like he, he's he's gonna have he's gonna have some of that but i think they're talented enough um i think their postseason will be better than three but i think their regular season finishes them at three um and then number four the uh the team who's been absolutely glass the couple last couple of years the golden wow. state warriors coming uh, in at number four i think the best backs, the best shooting backcourt to ever grace us, grace our presence. Um, reuniting is going to come back to shoot the lights out again. And I would just like to to echo, I did call Steph Curry winning the scoring cha- scoring title last year during this preview. Yeah. Um, so I think that the young talent on the Warriors, I think, is not good. I'm be very frank. I think the young players in Golden State Wiseman's are not very uh, sexy. Name. I, I don't. I don't like Wiseman. I don't like Wiggins. I don't like any other young thing that they have going. But I think that when you have the best backcourt to ever shoot the basketball, plus what they're going to get from Draymond Green, um, and plus how hard it is to play in Golden State, yeah. I think they're going to win enough games um, to, 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 to get the last home court first round game. Okay. I love it. I Golden State uh, – I'll start with my three. I have the Phoenix Suns at three. I think they take a slight step backwards. They were fortunate enough by circumstance last year. I do think they're a very good team. But in terms of the regular season, I think Utah and Lakers have a better season. And then my fourth seed, here's my playoff or my seeding surprise. I'm not saying they're going to go far. I just think in the regular season. Okay. All these rumors – my favorite non-Heat player, all these rumors, he's unhappy, he's unhappy, he's not. He's a loyal guy. Damian Lillard is going to carry the Portland Trailblazers to the four seed. Wow. Um, I think him and CJ are a very underrated backcourt. They're good. I love the Larry Nance signing. I think Larry Nance will fit so well because he can pick and pop. He's a decent shooter, and he plays decent defense. Um, if they're healthy, they will, they will be fine. I think they go hard in the regular season and get the four seed. Do you want do you want my surprise now or later? Because I I don't have Portland making the playoffs. Oh, so 
Portland, I'm high on Portland and Indiana, and you guys are super low on Portland and Indiana. I also don't have Portland in my playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my uh, so my three four, I have the Suns at three, like you did, James, and I have the Warriors at four, like you did, Nick. So I don't really have much to add to that. I think, like you said, I think Suns will be good. Um, we'll get to them in a bit on some other things, but uh, I think the Warriors will have a nice. I think, I think Curry is going to have his best year this year. I just think he's going to go off and. Once they get you know, Tom Clay back, you know, then they'll be all all firing and on on all cylinders. So we'll see. Yeah, but their their back their their bench is is weak and their young players aren't great. But they have two of the best shooters in NBA history. So it, it definitely helps. Yeah, um, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> so so number five um, with a combination of my surprise team and one of my players on the rise okay um i got the memphis grizzlies wow. round and out love it number five wow. love it um uh, i think i've been pulling for Josh since his sophomore year at murray state you know I, I watched the entire second half of his sophomore year each game he put you know his tournament game is the conference tournament and he just has that dog point guard mentality he he, he reminds me of that like young Derek Rose who just, you didn't want to be anywhere near him when he was coming downhill towards the basket. Um, I think he's a better shooter than, than D Rose was when he was young, but I think they have that same crazy bunnies love to attack the rim. Um, will do anything they can to, to get done when they need to get done. I think Memphis, especially, I think last year showed a lot of flashes with Dylan Brooks with Jaron Jackson. Yeah. And I think Ja takes a huge, huge leap. This, you know, gets into the conversation of, you know, is he one of, you know, the elite, you know, point guards? Um, so I think he jumps up real big. And six, while I don't love the team, um, honestly, and I think that they gave out a very, uh, I'm gonna say, overpriced contract, which I think is gonna end up being worse than what you can than you consider Tobias Harris's contract. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. The Denver Nuggets come in mm. sixth. Oh, yeah, Michael think, Porter. Ugh. I think the Michael Porter contract was absolutely heinous. Like My he has not yeah. shown you, he has not shown you anything that warrants that type of cash. He got the bag for. I don't. Know, yeah. He's like he's I like one of the six people to get like a two hundred million dollar rookie extension or whatever. One yeah. of like six people ever. Or something I saw some crazy stat. Yeah, he's he he's not going to provide for them what I think. So at le- at the very least, Tobias could be a closer in fourth quarters, and was utilized that way. If you're yeah. telling me Michael Porter Jr. is getting the ball in the fourth quarter closeout games, I'm ecstatic yep. as the other team that that's the route you go. True. So I think they have enough talent overall um, to you know make the playoffs, but. I think they're going to be a team who thought they were closer than they are and made some bad personnel decisions. And I think they were a move or two away. And I think this move makes them lower. I think they're further from where they thought they were going to be uh, a year ago. I'm very close to you. I got Golden State at five. Uh, I just think, like you said, they're young pieces along with Steph. I think Clay is going to come back a little later. I think they're going to be a little more cautious with them. So they will be a obviously huge threat. And I think they're going to go far in the playoffs. I just think the regular season, they're going to coast. Let's just get into the playoffs, avoid the playing game like last year. So I think they get the five seed. I think they sweep Brooklyn, or uh, not Brooklyn, Portland. Maybe Portland wins one game in that first round. My sixth seed is Denver as well. I think losing Murray, they don't have that huge perimeter threat that Murray is. I think Michael Porter is one of the worst contracts. He's up there with John Wall and Tobias Harris. Um, it's just crazy. Like he got yelled at so many times for his lack of defensive awareness. And they're like, here's 200 some million dollars. But Jokic is one of the most exciting players to watch in the NBA. I love big men that can pass and move like he does, even though there aren't like any at all, but yeah, I think Denver, Jokic does enough to carry them to the sixth seed. 
Okay. Um, this is where uh, number five is where I have the Jazz falling back. I think. Ooh. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I just feel like the, the the amount of games they won and the amount of scoring and three point shooting they were doing was so unreal that I don't think they're going to be able to replicate it. Um, and that they were so high up that I think they can only really come back down. Um, so I think they'll finish around the fifth, fifth seed. Playoffs could be different, but I don't think they're going to be like this juggernaut during a regular season. And then at six, I also have uh, Memphis Grizzlies in my playoffs. So I, I'm also a huge Jaw fan. Um, I think he's going to take a nice step forward, like Nick was saying. Um, and I think – I don't know if they'll make any noise in the playoffs, but I think they'll make – they'll surprise people during a regular season. I think they'll win games where they're not favored – um, against big teams. So I think, I think we'll see some growth with the Grizzlies. I like Seven, eight. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel you. I think, I think Memphis is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, seven, eight. So the, t- the two teams who sneak into the playoffs, I don't think either of these two teams are actually good teams. I want to start, I want to start <laughs> off by saying this. Um, I wonder if we all have the same two teams left. I've got a guess. So seven. Uh-huh. Um, they're going to have one of their superstars out for about the entire season. Um, I think we have the same team. <laughs> I think that the other guy is going to play better as the lead dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, after seeing what he did while his co-star was out for so long, I actually thought they were going to move on from their injured dog. Um, but he signed a four-year extension this mm-hmm. summer, so he's staying. Uh, he just won't be back until the end of the season. The playoffs. <laughs> uh, uh, but the Clippers at seven, and it's it's amazing because we were talking about them being favorites in the West like yeah. one to two years ago, and now I barely have them making the playoffs. Um, and I think that what Kawhi can bring you in the playoffs is very, very hard to replicate. Mm. But I think he is more of a Kyrie-type liability for regular season. You just don't know how much you're going to get him. You don't know yeah. how often he's actually going to be there. And it's when you're when you're a team who's giving somebody a max contract and he's making 40-plus million a year, you need to know you're going to get at least 80%, at, at least you know three of your four or four of your five games in a week he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Now you're coming off another injury. You know, another, you know, how much you know, maintenance is he going to need coming off this ACL tear? You know, it's just, if I'm them, I think keeping the two, their, those two guys together is, is a terrible, terrible idea, but I guess we'll see how that plays out for him. Uh, and eight, um, I have the Mavs solely on the back of Luca. Uh, I just yep. think that Luca is such a transcendent talent. Uh, I think the rest of his roster is very poor. Um, <laughs> they need to get Porzingis off that team. Yeah. Uh, but with with Luca's ability to just be a top five NBA player, I think he'll do enough to win them enough games and, and carry them into that last playoff seed. It's a shame that Porzingis and Luca don't work because that'd be so cool. Like you'd think they would work on paper. Yeah. And they're both foreign, which always adds to it. It's a shame they don't work because that'd be a really fun duo to watch. But uh, I have the Memphis Grizzlies at the seventh seed. I mm-hmm. uh, everything you said about Ja, I agree with. I think he's the ultimate chip on your shoulder forever guy yeah. because of the small school and second pick. Uh, I just think he will always play hard, always play that 110%. I agree. I really like the Derrick Rose comparison. That was, that was spot on like Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaron Jackson jr. Did not play most of the season last year, which a lot of people forget. And he's their second best player. So a healthy Jaron Jackson Jr., they're they're going to surprise. I just think the West is also still very good. Not as good as the East right. this year, but still say, very good. But yeah. It is. So my eight, I do not have a team that both of you have in there. I have the oh. Dallas Mavericks at eight. And we had, um, I, think I, had the, I said I had the Mavs at eight. Yeah, yeah, but I left out a specific team with oh. a specific one guy. Uh-oh. The Clippers not making the playoff. Oh. Um, yeah, oh. I think Luca is a transcendent talent, like you said. I think he will do enough to carry those schmucks in Dallas. 
to the eight seed. I think the Clippers, Kawhi just takes the year off, the entire year off, and ready to go for the following season. I really like Paul George. I really like Reggie Jackson. I thought they both took huge steps in the playoffs last year, but I don't trust anyone else on that team. And Luka carrying a team is better than Paul George carrying a team. So that is my eight in the Western Conference. Sorry, Clippers. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. One last thing. I think a team, my surprise team that sniffs the playoffs, makes the play in tournament, but loses. Okay. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I I think Carl Anthony Towns had a rough two years with COVID and his mom dying and all that. And now he can focus on basketball as bad and morbid as that sounds. But you I know, he dominates this year. He yeah, he actually lost six family members to Isn't COVID. Isn't that insane? The, the six. He lost six. It's just his mom was the most like notable. Obviously. Yeah, that's insane. Like, definitely, definitely don't send Kyrie. Don't send Kyrie to Minnesota. No, <laughs> I think they have a surprisingly good year, but don't make the playoffs. They make the play-in game, but lose. Okay. Um. Wait. Question. Wait. Time up. Before we before we pass that, is okay. D'Angelo Russell finished the year on that team? Yes, I do. Hmm. I think he has a better chance of staying on that team than Ben Simmons does staying on the Sixers, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's not a lot to say. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more of a win. <laughs> uh, I see. I, I think that D'Lo gets traded at the deadline to a contender. I think they use him at the trade deadline to trade to a, a team that either has a major injury or needs another ball handler who feels like they're one piece away. Yeah, he gets he gets swapped around a lot. It's bad ever since he, you know, he left the Lakers. Yeah. But I don't watch much D'Angelo Russell, but I heard that he's like a defensive liability. He he can't he can be, but he runs a good he runs a nice pick and roll. Yes, he does. And he's he yeah. Um my seven and eight are exactly identical to the Knicks. I had the Clippers at seven on uh, the Mavericks at eight. So uh, I, I just, I, I remember the only thing I'll say is that I remember when Porzingis was traded initially, everyone, and I'm including myself, I was like, wow, Nick's like, what are they thinking? Like they just gave up their best player. Um, all this, like, you know, now they're going to rebuild. And it turns out the Knicks were onto something because he has not worked out for the Mavericks at all. If anything, he's been a liability. So shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Uh, but... Dakota, I do remember we did go to that game together. And we he did, is... and he tore the Sixers up. <laughs> and he is massive. Like, oh, yeah. He and, is and a monster. Of a rail. <laughs> like a skeleton walking around. Yeah. All right. So we have our eight seeds, um, and that's, I guess, assuming that the, the seven and eights hold their spot after the play-ins, unless you guys have a – different scenario but no that, that was under the assumption those two teams would win yeah um yeah. so jumping into our playoff brackets we can just run run it through um who do you guys you can just run through your whole uh up to the finals and then we'll switch to the other conferences so we'll start at the east uh james you can go first who do you have kind of so, rolling through there brooklyn Brooklyn's going to come out of the East. I know we okay. said not, but Brooklyn's coming out of the East. I don't know if they're going to play Milwaukee or Miami because my heart wants to say Miami, but my mind wants to say Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. We'll see how I feel in April and May when they start playing in the playoffs for me to make that decision. But Brooklyn will beat either Milwaukee or Miami in the Easter Conference. Okay. Nick, how are you feeling about it? Uh, I, I think it, I think it goes – Brooklyn, Miami, Eastern Conference Finals, and 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 Brooklyn. I'd say in about six, it'll be okay. a series. Um, but I think Brooklyn makes it out of the East against the Heat in six games. I'd love that. Um, I'm gonna be a bit of a homer. I think uh, kind of have to. I think the Kyrie thing becomes a big distraction. I think the Nets end up losing. They win, win the first round, but losing the second round. And I have Bucks Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. Yeah. Um, I do like the Heat. I don't think they're going to be able to do enough in the playoffs. I just think 
I think they'll get fatigued based on a lot of things you were saying about their ages, the age of the players and stuff. I don't think they're going to be able to hang seven games with some of these teams. So, see, I think they do that in the regular season to prime themselves for the playoffs. Okay, could see that. And again, optimistically, they beat the snot out of the Bucks. <laughs> uh who you guys have in the west uh i guess i'll go i think again it's the nba 75th anniversary so they will try their absolute best to get all the superstars in the right spots i think the lakers and the warriors face each other in the western conference finals (laughs) and i think unfortunately i want to say golden state would shock the world and beat the lakers but i don't think so i think the lakers beat the warriors and we have a Lakers Nets finals. Okay. Ditto, like ditto. <laughs> the way my bracket shapes up, yeah. uh, I think I think by that point the Warriors are healthy. The young players learn their roles. Steph and Clay are back doing Steph and Clay and Draymond things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I also see them making a midseason acquisition. I see them trading a young player or a pick at the deadline, yep. bringing in uh, either a starter or a, a sixth man who plays starter minutes um and i think la by the time they get to the playoffs they figure their situation out and i agree that i think that'll be about six games too i think lakers and six the key Um, to the lakers is anthony davis staying healthy because when he was healthy during the bubble he was unbelievable on both ends of the floor watching him dominate both or every playoff series especially the finals against the heat like anthony davis when healthy is a top five player I agree. Um, mine is so I'll just quickly going through my bracket. So out of the Lakers, take care of the Mavericks. Nuggets, I'll have them scrape through and beat the Clippers. I think the, the Suns will beat the Grizzlies. And then I think the Warriors knock off the Jazz um, in the first round. I think the Jazz, spoiler, are my underperforming team of the year. Um, I think they're just going to have a down year. Um, I mean, still a good team, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. And then overall, I have a Lakers Suns uh, Western Conference Finals, and uh, I got I, I, I've had a little bit of fun with my finals prediction. I have a rematch of the Bucks Whoa. and the Suns, Bucks and Suns from last year. Um, and I think the Suns flip it around, winning six or seven. Um, so, wow, I love it. Bold, stick out. I think the Warriors-Lakers Western Conference Finals that Nick and I both have, I think that will be the most fun playoff series in this upcoming year playoffs, if it happens. If it happens. It would be, it would be exciting to watch. Yes, that would be very fun. That would be my favorite series. All right. So, um, who did you – so, wait. Who did you guys have winning the championship, the final championship then? Sorry, Nick. I think the Nets win in, like, five. I think Durant is that special of a player. I think he's fully or will be fully healthy by that time. The Olympics means a lot, and he carried the Olympic team to a gold. And a lot of people forget they were literally Kevin Durant's big-ass toe away from making the finals <laughs> last year. Big-ass um, toe. He dropped 50 or 49 or something in that game with a hobbling James Harden, no Kyrie, yeah. an awful Joe Harris, like – Mm-hmm. I just think, I just think they're primed for this year. I can't see anyone beating them, assuming they stay healthy. Well, Dakota didn't forget because he owns that Top Shot moment. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Is it like a zoomed-in picture of his toe on the line? Nah, maybe I could probably zoom in and look at it, but <laughs> no, nah, yeah, that was that was um, wild. Because I, I thought he made that. that like uh, a three. But... I. I hate to agree, but I, th- I think I think the Nets beat the Lakers. I think it goes six. I think I'm seeing I'm seeing six games. The Lakers will find a way to win two, uh, but the I think the Nets are just, they're they're too talented. They're and if somehow some way Kyrie finds his way to come back, yeah, it's okay. If Kyrie, yeah, if Kyrie plays, I I would go with the Nets as well, but I feel like it's just not. It, I just think there's going to be drama again, so. Um, but all right, so those are our, our finals champions, and uh, we can run quickly through our awards. Um, so who does everyone Cody, have? You start. Oh, okay, I'll start. So to kind of go along with my um, sons winning the finals, 
I think Devin Booker is going to have a great year. So he's going to be my wow. MVP prediction. Um, oh, that is, what are the odds on that on FanDuel? I don't know. I might have to put a bet in. I was going to say, you got to throw five bucks on that or something. I got, yeah, I got Devin That'll Booker. Be a good I promise you. Devin Booker. Oh. And then uh, second in voting, I have Joel Embiid, who I really wanted to put his first, but I was trying not to be a homer. <laughs> and then third, I have Curry. I think, like I said, Curry's going to have a really good year. So I would, I mean, Curry, I, I would pick Curry too. It was just really a coin flip. And then based on, I think the Suns will really turn it up in the playoffs. So go ahead, Nick. Uh, I have Joel being the runner up for the MVP again. Uh, okay. Really strong season. But um, I have Kevin Durant on the world tour of domination. <laughs> and I have him, I think he's going to play enough. I think when he does play, he's going to, I think he's going to have the most. 30 point games that he's had in a long time. I think he's just going to assassinate teams. <laughs> I can't find Devin Booker. Oh, there he is. Plus 2,800. There you go. I'll take five bucks odds. on that one. Yeah. That's 140 from five bucks. Um, at third, I have Luca. I think he'll have mm-hmm. the stats, but because I have them as the eight seed and them yeah. underperforming, he won't be enough to woo the voters to win number one Fair. i have a toss-up i don't know i'm gonna give it to my boy my favorite non-heat player i i'm telling you i always very high on damian lillard i think he wins mvp i think he goes off this regular season not playoffs okay. and then i have steph at two just because portland is the four seed and steph is the or the golden state is the five seed okay I like Dane. Oh, I, I, like I didn't. I didn't say it too. I have, I have Steph finishing third. I didn't say a third. I have, I have okay. Steph finishing in the third spot. Nice. Um, the only other two awards I did. Um, I'll just do both. So, based on my Bulls prediction, I think Billy Donovan wins Coach of the Year, and then um, I feel like a lot of people are pretty high on this guy. Uh, my Rookie of the Year, the Houston Rockets guard uh, Jalen Green. So. Did um, with the Jalen Green. Yeah. I. I think that Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green win because of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to call this year's Tyrese Halliburton, who's a guy who has a great a great year, but is not necessarily at the volume he needs to win the award. Yeah. He's going to be James Booknight in Charlotte. Ooh. I think the backcourt of him and LaMelo, is, when they're on the court together, is going to be absolutely electric. Mm-hmm. Um, and coach of the year, I have Monty Williams winning. Monty Williams would have been my runner-up. So I I agree with Dakota due to oh, oh both of you actually due to volume and highlights I think Jalen Green will win Rookie of the Year and I have Nate McMillan winning Coach of the Year because mm. they will in my predictions be getting the third seed in a deep East yeah so that is my Coach of the Year and and Green's straight from high school isn't he no so I played a year in the G League you played the G League oh the G League that's right okay yeah but he'll he'll I mean, who else are they going to have shooting the ball? John Wall. Didn't he, uh, John wasn't even on the Rockets anymore, right? He's not even – he's not playing yeah. until we can trade him or buy him out. Mm-hmm. But All right, and then we'll finish up with any uh, kind of bold predictions and surprise and underwhelming things you're going to think are going to happen. Um, like I said, I think the Bulls are going to surprise uh, during the season. I don't think they're going to do anything in the playoffs, but they'll surprise during the season and they'll – because of how young they are, I think their little talent will help carry them to some impressive wins. Um, and then I think the Jazz are going to disappoint. Like I said, I just they were so they were too good last year that I don't think they're going to be able to replicate it. Um, and I, I really like the Spider Don Mitchell, but I think he might have a down year too. Um, but I'm very high on John Morant, like we talked about. I think he's going to have a really really nice season. So he's my player on the rise. I think there's going to be a couple blockbuster midseason moves. Mm-hmm. I think that D'Angelo Russell does not finish the season in Minnesota. I think Bradley Beal does not finish the season in Washington. Okay. I think Golden State makes a big move at the deadline. And I think a, I think an unexpected top coach gets fired. Oh, all right. I can see that. And any prediction on who, or just you, just anyone you think? Uh, I don't know who, but I have a feeling somebody who we're not talking about right now being on the hot seat gets fired. Hmm. Interesting. 
Um, I think Tyler Hero wins sixth man of the year. I think he wows people again. Okay. I think Zion, when he gets back, is going to be the most disappointing player. I have no <laughs> stock in him. I don't think he's talented at all. He got big, too. Like, he looks like he's a either too much gain muscle yeah don't jump <laughs> um my disappointing teams even though we didn't really talk about them i thought one of you two would have at least a lot of people are high on the charlotte hornets i don't think they're oh, there yet yeah i'm not high i think they're all. still too young yeah um i think they will be if they can keep this core their coach not yet. their coach could be fired i think that would be a he's not really a huge name but i think he could be on the hot seat um yeah and then my breakout players, if Bam can shoot, Bam, my homer picks. I think Fred Van Vliet has a very good year, and I think Tyrese Maxey has a very good year. Nice. Yeah, I think my last just thought, I, I think Ben, when he gets traded, it'll be a three-way, a three-team three trade. I don't know if he's going to be involved, but I think it's going to be three teams. I, went, I saw one today where the Spurs and Pacers are involved. It's like Ben goes to the mm -hmm. Spurs – Zabonis, or no, Zabonis goes to the Spurs, Ben goes to the Pacers, and the Sixers get Derek White and Brogdon. And I guess it worked. I mean, they wouldn't post it if it didn't work. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think Trey Young and Ja both end up in the All Star game. I hope so. They'd make it fun. You got to have young, energetic players in the All Star game. Yeah. True. True. Especially Ja with the way he can dunk and Trey with the way he can pass. Yeah. yeah Ja's just so athletic, but. All right, I think that's a good wrap wrap up of uh, our season preview. So, Nick had uh, well, Nick and James both had the Nets winning. I had the Suns winning in a rematch from last year with the Bucks. Um, so yeah, I think I think overall Sixers. We'll see what happens with them. I think I think the Heat will improve. So we each, and the Lakers obviously will be nice. So we all got our fun teams, and we'll see how that works out. But any last thoughts? Can't wait till the Heat hold up to Larry O'Brien stroke in June. Bill O'Brien. Larry O'Brien. Maybe again. All right. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Bill O'Brien was the coach. I get Bill and Larry. Bill O'Brien trophy. Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on. I'll catch y'all later.